Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Jake. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, time to nerd out again with your favorite your favorite little nerds over here. Favorite little nerds nerding out <laughs> for our heisties, our kernels. We oh, still my haven't God. Come, we, we, we've left that for a little bit. We haven't come up with the official name. We're, we're taking submissions. I mean, like, it's really on you guys at this point. We've we've opened it up. Jake's referring to the name of our of our, of our following. And yeah. he, he, he wants it to be kernels. I kind of want it to be heisties. Neither are that great, honestly. Yeah, come on. We, we, <laughs> we, need, we need your help over here. Um, but for those of you who have not listened to the episode where we tried to come up with a name for you, and maybe this is your first time stumbling upon Popcorn Heist, Popcorn Heist is a brand that Nick and I created to share pop culture content with the world from a nerd's point of view. Diehard fans we are. Uh, but Popcorn Heist, the podcast specifically is a show where we can nerd out about specific franchises that we love like marvel star wars game of thrones in this case uh avatar disney we really do we do it all uh we don't like to brag but we do it all (laughs) we really (laughs) we really don't but yeah we realize uh we release new episodes on thursdays and if you like an episode you listen to we ask you to please give us a follow and a review on itunes really helps the show grow and we'd really appreciate it uh, we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention the other podcast on the Popcorn Heist Network called A Simp's Guide to the MCU, where relationships, romances, bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content, such as blogs, Trivia Tuesdays, rankings, polls, you name it, uh, visit us on popcornheist.com on the web. And with that, we're back. We were, we were, we're back, back in the also studio. Also, follow us at Popcorn Heist. Yes, if I didn't mention that, mm-hmm. follow us at Popcorn Heist. Um, yeah, we were in the studio in person. It had been a really long time. Uh, Nick sadly moved away from me. He's so far now, so <laughs> we can't we can't meet up in the studio as much. But that's the beauty the beauty of these modern times. We got nice connection over screens. We now. can talk. We can talk every day if we want to. A podcast for you guys every single day. But alas, we don't. Uh, we do about once a week. Maybe maybe once every other week. Uh, yeah. It but even inhibited our. Uh, yes, yeah. You go ahead. You soon go ahead. we will be together for Spider-Man: No Way Home, which we're very excited about. Um, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm sure you've seen all of our Spider-Man content on. Uh, if you do follow us at Popcorn Heist, we we're very excited for No Way Home. We're huge Marvel fans, so I'm excited to see that together. Um, be back together for a Marvel movie finally. I know. <laughs> After one whole movie. After one whole apart. movie. <laughs> Sadly, we didn't see Eternals together. But honestly, like. If we're going to have one that we didn't see with each other, I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But not Spider-Man. Never. I liked I liked Eternals, but Spy, we're, yeah. I'm a, we're huge Spider-Man fans. I'm, and I'm, I'm just super excited about that. Um, but anyway. So, yeah. Keep an eye out a, for more Spider-Man content. Yes. And this is not a Marvel episode, as we nope. stated before. This is a Game of Thrones episode. It's our first real Game of Thrones episode, I think. I'm pretty sure we haven't devoted an entire episode to it. Um um, but, yeah, we've done some Game of Thrones stuff on the uh, like on on our Instagram. We did a, a bracket of who would win and who would win in a big melee fight. We had 
32 characters and we had them all fight each other on our Instagram and had everyone mm-hmm. vote for who would win the fight. Um, I, other than that, uh, I think we've had some Game of Thrones articles, but I think you're right. Not an official Game of Thrones podcast. It's about time. You know, yep. I know we've, we've probably mentioned it in so many other podcasts. We're huge Game of Thrones fans. Um, yes. Jake and I watched Game of Thrones together. It was his first time. It was not my first time. Um, I've been a, a Throny for a long time. But um, yeah, we watched it with our entire college friend group. Uh, we all watched together. And uh, we would like squeeze into our little freshman year room and all watch it together. So, oh, it was so uh, small. That was a be- that was the best part about the experience because we were like all squished on beds together just watching. It was it was, it was great. <laughs> but anyway, as Jake mentioned, uh, something we love to do on our Instagram is polls, and uh, every Saturday we do kind of like a versus series that we have an Instagram vote on. Um, but Jake and I also like to join the fun. Uh, for those of you who get mad at us when someone wins a certain poll, Jake and I do not vote in the polls on our Instagram. We made a pact at the beginning that we would never vote in a poll. Um, we'll, we let we leave that for you guys, but we like to have our fun as well. So the podcast is where we can do that. Today, our episode, we're going to have different Game of Thrones matchups that Jake and I made up, uh, some that we got from our followers on Instagram, and we're going to have them pitted against each other. Yes. Um, and Jake and I are going to discuss who we think would win uh, different questions like who would win the fight. Well, yeah, I guess you'll hear where you'd rather live. Uh, <laughs> who, who smellier is one of them today? <laughs> it, could, it, it could really be anything. That's the beauty of verses and the beauty of these types of episodes because we love hearing from you guys. You know, that's a great part of the, the verses battles. So yeah, part of the, part of the reason we started Popcorn Heist is to hear uh, other people's opinions on questions that have been burning at Jake and I for for so long. Um, we get just as mad about the polls as some of the other people who yell at Jake and I for for some of the results. Though I'd say it's a fair amount of like questions that have been burning inside us for a long time, and then questions that we just immediately come off the cuff with like the most random shit. <laughs> We're like, what, like... If, what if we did this? <laughs> but some of the, sometimes that's our best work. So applause to us. Anyway, but but anyway, um, those of you who are familiar with Popcorn Heist know that we love quotes here at Popcorn Heist. Um, Jake and I bonded over quotes. We were college roommates and our friends kind of hate us because we just throw out quotes here and there in our daily life. And uh, we're like, where's that from? So um, today we have a quote every episode. And today our quote is from Lord Varys himself. I know he's one of Jake and I's favorite characters that got done dirty. But here's one of his quotes from, I believe it's season... It's either season two or season three. I can't remember. I I think it's season two, if I have to remember correctly. But he's talking to Tyrion Lannister, and he kind of poses a a riddle slash verses to Tyrion. So we thought it was applicable for this episode. And here's the quote. "Three Three great men sit in a room, a king, a priest, and a rich man. Between them stands a common sellsword. Each great man bids the sellsword to kill the other two. Who lives? Who dies? So Varys pulls a little poll there for the... For the fans himself and for Tyrion, so uh, who do you think would who do you think would live and die, Jake? Um, based on Game of Thrones rules, the rich the rich man's gonna gonna live. You know, money wins wars. Mon- that's a big, I mean, the Starks are like not the richest ones, and they all survive. Spo- oh, so spoilers for Game of Thrones. They don't all <laughs> they don't all survive, but spoilers for Game of Thrones. If you got this far, I think you realize that we're going to be we're going to be talking spoilers here. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, I mean, not all you, the Starks survive, but a lot of them do. They're kind of like on top of the end and they're not the richest ones. No, but like I mean, if you go by a lot of the logic in Game of Thrones, which it does play for most of the series is that the Lannisters Lannisters are always on top cuz rich always win. And I mean, it, it, you could argue that the only reason that the Starks do end up, up on top at the end is because the White Walkers just kind of throw a wild card in the mix. 
if you just if they didn't if they weren't around, then it would be the rich people on top. I think it's because D and D threw a wild card in the mix, but D and D in reference to Dan and uh and what's his name, right? David, DB, and, yeah, David and Dan, or whatever. Yeah, David, DB, DB, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but. I think I agree with Tyrion's next line, which is it depends on the sellsword. I think also in Ga- by Game of Thrones rules, it depends on the priest. Because if you got a Melisandre over there, then she might kill all the other, all everyone else in that room, including the sellsword. So um, I think it depends. <laughs> I think we need a little bit more context. But if it's just a regular priest like the High Sparrow with no demonic powers, then um, I guess I would agree with you. Either the rich man or the king. But I mean, if the cell sword's very religious, then maybe the priest. I really don't know. Who knows? It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of an open ended one. But I think uh, that's why it's a riddle. I don't think it's supposed to have an answer. No, yeah. But that was a that was a very fitting quote. Uh, nice job, Nick. Good, thank good you. Job there. So clap to me. As we mentioned earlier in the episode, a big part of the Versus series uh, podcast episodes is that we want fan submissions. You know, we want to Nick and I come up with the Versus matchups every Saturday on our instagram stories but now it's time for you guys to submit some and time for us to play and have fun so nick why don't you read off the first fan submission who uh who submitted it and what is their versus matchup all right here we go we're ready for the versus bam 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 and we're gonna start with a very fitting versus something we love to do a classic who would win in a fight um this was submitted by brian ph 1989 and um it is who would win in a fight Braun versus the hound which actually came close to happening in season two, right? I think it's right before Blackwater. It's either right before or right during. Um, they like meet up in a bar and like Bronze about to whip out his knife from his back, and they they almost fight, but then it gets. I think it's before Blackwater and the battle starts, and then they like leave. I right? didn't remember after I... Blackwater. Yeah, it's definitely before Blackwater because after Blackwater, the Hound goes and is weird with Sansa. But yeah, right before Blackwater, yeah. they almost they almost beef. I did not remember that, but good call out. Um, I think this is an interesting one because I think depending on when this would happen, you. So my my immediate thinking was, all right, like that's kind of a really tough matchup. We never really like, yeah, obviously the Hound is huge and can like demolish him strength wise. Like them as sword fighters, melee fighters, they're both really really skilled. Maybe some of the best in the show and in Westeros. Um, and a key thing that I think about is I think they're both referred to as oh, we're survivors like throughout the show, which is why you, you could attribute it to why why they're such good fighters. You know, they just know how to survive. They're very smart. They're really good fighters. Um, but what I was thinking is, depending on when you ask this question, isn't there a point, I believe, when he's with the Brotherhood Without Banners, the Hound, um, they say that's the reason why you're alive the lord of light is keeping you alive for a certain reason so yeah, if he were to fight be true for everyone but if he, if you if you believe in that sort of stuff in the game of thrones lore if he were to fight Bronn and before he was able to help out with the whole um long night and uh facing off against his brother the mountain you could say the hound might be triumphant do you believe in that sort of whole well like you don't think the lord element? of light you don't think the lord of light kept Bronn alive to be the master of coin <laughs> oh god <laughs> screw that oh my god um do you know be- i i don't think that takes a factor into this question now i think it's just like who would win in a fight i'm not trying to get all 
mystical about it. Um, I believe, I don't know. I think the show, like I did believe that. I believed that I believed that I believed it. But then they kind of like went back on it. I don't want to get into the whole last season, but there's kind of times when they're like, you're alive for a reason. And then you never really get the answer to that reason yeah. uh, for, for, for all the characters. Some characters you do, some characters you don't. So I believe it to a certain extent. Um, but just strength-wise, I think it's tough. I think the Hound would definitely win if it was like a regulated melee fight, like where there's no whipping knives out of the back and stuff like that. Like I think the Bron, uh, the Bron, <laughs> I think Bron has like more of an edge when it's like he can sneak attack and stuff like that. Like in the bar, he could he could have just whipped out the knife and stabbed the Hound before he even yeah. got a shot in. Um, which I think is probably the case that like he's allowed to use his knives and things like that sneaky sneaky moves um but i don't know i think the uh, i think i'd have to go with the hound i think the hound like contends with the mountain um he ultimately gets beat by brienne but like contends with her for a long time and he was hurt at the time so he's like contending with some of the best in the game uh, I think Bronn's a great fighter, and we haven't really seen him lose to anyone, but he also hasn't went up against all of, like, the best opponents. Like, who's the best person the, that Bronn fought? I almost call him the Bronn the whole the time. Bron. I, yeah. I guess Jamie, but not really, because it was still when he was training. Oh, the guy for Tyrion's trial by combat, but, like, he's yeah, but kind of a was a random knight. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. I think Bronn is in... in in many ways is smarter than the hound you know as a yeah. as, as a fighter as a tactician i think he's a lot smarter so i and he's faster i think that adds a lot of weight into the battle but i you are right like if you put it in those terms we've seen the hound go up against like badasses but we like you know that Braun is good but we haven't seen him go up against someone like the mountain i have an argument he also was scared to fight the mountain um in Tyrion's second trial by combat and the Hound was seeking out to fight the Mountain and brought him to a stalemate once they actually did fight. But didn't he also, didn't Bronn, doesn't he have a line where he's like, he doesn't outright say, I would have never fought him like I would lose. He's just like, I don't even, I don't, I'm not even sure if I could beat him. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think he was being smart by not fighting the Mountain. Like, why fight the Mountain? Yeah. Uh, wouldn't have been in character, but I don't know. I think the Hound would probably win, even, even if, Bron had a sneak attack. I feel like Bron would get a sneak attack in, and the Hound would come and just eat it like a monster, and then die, maybe die later. But like, yeah, would I mean, beat him he, in the initial fight. He, I mean, he did survive the uh, the fight with Brienne, even regardless of the priests. He still stayed alive for like days yeah. on end. So yeah, yeah I, I, I would agree. I'll go the Hound. Okay, Hound wins the first round. Okay, next question. Not who wins in a fight. <laughs> this is where would you rather live, Westeros or Essos? This was submitted by D. Bach. Debok actually submitted three different ones, and we loved all of them, so we're going to use all of them. But this yes. is the first of Debok submissions. Thank you. Um, where would you rather live, Westeros or Essos? Essos. Jeez. Uh, uh, Essos got slavery, man. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> that's not that's not very chill <laughs> of Essos. Um, I think this one's hard because Westeros and Essos are both so diverse that like it depends which place you're talking. But let's say you're like th- like you. If you choose Westeros, you're thrown in a random place there. Like you don't know where you're gonna get thrown. And you if you choose Essos, you're thrown in a random place there. And like 
So pretty much, which one has a better like? Which one do you have a better chance of? I I, I gotta immediately like? go if if by that logic, I gotta immediately choose Westeros just by the chances. If I'm thrown anywhere in Essos, 50-50 chance I'm a slave. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I would say I would say the same, or like not only a slave in like Marine or like one of those Daenerys cities, like. You can be where the Dothraki live, where even if you aren't a slave and you're a Dothraki fighter, like you could be bottom tier Dothraki where you're just like killed at a wedding where they yeah. have like three deaths per three deaths per whack wedding. Like if it only has three deaths, it's whack. <laughs> so I'm not trying to be a Dothraki either. No. And I feel like the best the best places out of we've seen where we've seen where it might be safest, you can argue, is Karth, but even then I feel like there's corrupt people who would just like That place is not safe at all. No, but it's like nice and and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice, but it's not safe. I know. My my choice, if I had a choice, it would be in Dorne in Westeros. Yeah, I feel like Westeros has some solid place. Like I wouldn't want to live in the north. The north Mm -hmm. is not uh, the Starks are cool, but the North is is gonna be boring. I wouldn't want to live on the Iron Islands because like there you'll probably die too. Oh, no, uh, or like anywhere near there because they're like pillage you. Um, well, I mean Westeros ain't great either. Pillage is you got High Garden. <laughs> you got High Garden. You got Dorne. Um, even King's Landing, like you could be like in the slums, but like it's still nice. They like some nice have, and warm. Could have a nice a slave. Could have a nice bowl of brown. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, I feel like you can make something of yourself, even if you're lowly in King's Landing, like instead of just literally being enslaved. Uh, But Esos, you got to mention like the Bravos. Bravos is. Volantis is like cool, too. Like the the free cities are are cool. But um, we also don't see enough to like know all of them. And like, I don't know. I also don't want to be put in any of the places that Daenerys has visited. Yeah. Yeah. Including Garth. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, Bravos. I'd be going back all the time for those oysters, clams, and cuckles. That's, that's what I want. Oysters, clams, clams, and cuckles. Delicious, point, man. Point. But I don't even want. I don't want to be neighbors with assassins anyway. Even though Bravos no. is one of the nicer places. Yeah, where, yeah definitely where, Westeros. So where would you live in Westeros? I said either Dorne or High Garden. I think for me, I think High Garden. I think Dorne is like kind of unforgiving. Like it's like a desert. Like I think, I think just to be a common person, it'd be nicest to live in High Garden. Common, common person, yeah, yes. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be point. like a Prince of Dorne would be mad cool. Like so, High Garden, um, High Garden, they got some badass women, but us men seem to be um, kind of dumb in the Tyrell family. We got Mace, we got Loras, Mace, I not the <laughs> not the not the sharpest tools in the shed. Um, but I'd, ra- I'd want to be a common person in High Garden. Fair. Okay. Next. Next, this is two questions combined into one. Um, also submitted by Dbox. Thank you. Thank you again. Um, who's better, old Dario or new Dario? We're doing both both looks and strength. All right. Well, let's get looks out of the way right off the bat. It's gotta be. It's, it's gotta be old. It's original Daria. Yeah. It's gotta sure. be old. He's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I I know some people who like love new Daria, and I'm like, how? Like, would you wouldn't rather you you don't think like I think even old Dario and Daenerys had like better chemistry. He was hotter. They he was did. suave. New Daria looks like he's just a Westerosi guy. He just looks like normal. 
his voice, like his demeanor is he's got like he's also he's got that look where he's like kind of like you don't know how to read him. But like the other guy like looks like a puppy. He's got like a puppy face. I don't know. It looks like Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. He's got like a Jake Gyllenhaal face. Where it's yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I, when season four dropped and it was just a different guy and they were like calling him Dario, I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like so mad. I don't like the look of new Dario at all. I hate new Dario. <laughs> I love old Dario. He was so suave and different. He was so different from every other character. And then new Dario just like, he could, he's so forgettable. It's very forgettable. Yeah um strength though is harder though because i feel strength like we don't harder. we don't see much of old dario but we do get that scene where he like rolls up when he killed like his other compadres. and you get that fight scene with jora and gray worm too um but that's really all you get from him is that when they go into the city they go into um is it yunkai they go into yeah yunkai uh and they like get bombarded by a bunch of warriors and then they end up they end up yeah uh, the slaves end up dropping their swords or whatever, but you don't see that part, but they have like a little fight at the beginning where they're like back to back and they're like, pew, pew. Oh, that's tough. I mean like that, even though I don't really like new Dario, like it's badass. the scene, like when they send out one fighter from Marine and he just like takes a knife and he just like whips, like, I'll, he just, uh, like yeah, that's a cool scene when he's like, he like champion. throws the knife right at the horse's eye. I mean, poor horse, but like, that's sick. Yeah, I I mean I'm gonna go new Dario on strength, unfortunately because I hate the guy, but um you just get more of him, um you get him and Jorah like sneaking around the Dothraki place and like killing people a little bit. Um, yeah, you get him in the fight when they're like finally taking Marine before they leave. Um, I don't know. I I I think I have to go new Dario, but. Ultimately, they're the same character. We're, I we guess. have to r- reluctantly go new Dario. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> you know, quote me and my, me and one of my friends. Shout out to my friend Gavin. Used to love when Daenerys was like, "Do what you do best. Take off your clothes." <laughs> <laughs> Random, but a new what Dario a qu- scene. What a queen! Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah, reluctantly, new Dario is stronger. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Wow, we've agreed um, on all these. Mm-hmm. Speaking of love scenes with Daenerys, next question also from Debok is who is a better lover, Daenerys or Egret? This kind is an interesting a, one. I don't know who you're gonna choose. I it's kind of obvious for me. At first, like my first instinct is to like because when I think of this question, I'm thinking like these are the two girls who were with Jon Snow. And I feel like Jon Snow definitely had had better love making with Egret over Daenerys like him and Daenerys had no chemistry even though his butt looked great in there uh in their <laughs> scene together um but his butt looked solid in the Egret scene too um I I think him and Egret really had a lot That's more chemistry question, Nick. <laughs> where did Jon Snow's butt look better versus um but no I I think Egret definitely had better like her and Jon had more chemistry but like who's the better lover in general? That's a different question than I think is more difficult. Oh, it's pretty easy for me. It's still it's still Egret. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like she cared of and like about Jon Snow. Like Daenerys is just dropping guys left and right. Like she cared about Khal Drogo, but like Dario. Like, she literally made Khal Drogo love her because she 
change positions. Yeah, but like he was loving her anyway. Like, and Daria was obsessed with her. Yeah, but he, you know she, she, you know she's she's a solid lover too. I just think she's not good for Jon Snow because they don't have chemistry. No, but she like dropped him like a fly. She's like, yeah, well, you're gonna stay here. Sorry, and then yeah, yeah, I know. And then like, but, when and she then he was like, please no, and then <laughs> please when give John... me a crumb. <laughs> please don't leave, me. please. I'll be your paramour. He's like, I know you have to marry someone, but I'll be your I'll be your side hoe. No. No. He literally offers to be her side hoe in Westeros. Yeah, but then John is like, listen, like, I don't know if I'm like okay with this. Like she doesn't say, like, okay, that's because they're related. Yeah, but she could have been like, listen, like we'll we'll figure it out. Like, let me help you. Rather than her just being like, Oh yeah, like let me burn down a whole goddamn city because he went like sleep. I I agree. When it comes to Jon Snow, Egret was a better lover for him. But in general, who was a better lover? I don't know. Daenerys got these men simping. You know that Egret would be there for you in the streets and in the sheets. Oh, I'd rather date Egret, of course. I'd definitely rather date Egret. But you know, you know, Daenerys got these men simping. That's it. Plays into who's a better lover. You know, who is more caring? Who's Who's like on all fronts? I think it's Egret. <sighs> Initially, Mike Egret was a definite for me. Now I'm a little because I'm remembering Daenerys's only partner isn't Jon Snow. Like if you go back earlier seasons, Dario and Drogo, she had them simping. Um, but I'll, I'll go Egret too. I guess I convinced you. I finally convinced Nick of something. Oh, no, I, I, I was, I was, in, I was eager. Then I was in between, and then I'm back to eager. Just because, like, her and John, like Daenerys and Jon Snow were the worst. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, and eager to wildling, wilding, wildling, wildling. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. No, I'm saying that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. She's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go eager. Next question submitted by our good friend at Puneet Kapoor. Who is Puneet. smellier? The Hound or Robert Baratheon? Classic Puneet. Classic <laughs> question. Puneet. <laughs> Who is smellier? What, I think this is kind of ha- an easy one. The Hound or Robert Baratheon? Or Robert Baratheon, yeah. E- easy, Robert Baratheon. I think The Hound. I think I think a natural body odor, maybe Robert Baratheon because he's a lot fatter. But like He's a king still. Like, I'm sure he gets bathed and stuff like that. The Hound is in the same outfit the whole show. <laughs> it's true. Like, I think but, if you meet up with the Hound, you're going to get more of a stench. I think natural smell, Robert might have worse BO. But the Hound is, like, in battle. He's, like, never changed his clothes. No, but when he gets saved by the that brotherhood, like, he gets all cleaned up. He gets a nice fresh beard. He looks good. He looks healthy. He takes one bath. (laughs) He looks healthy, you know? Um, I don't know. And then Robert is always drunk and sleeping with people. Like he I doubt he bathes. He doesn't want he just like He's gotta bathe. I doubt it. And I also think I also think like Robert was more highborn, so like at a certain point in time, he had to be somewhat hygienic. Like he was a stud. Robert was a stud when he was younger, so I'm sure he like kept some of his hygienic ten- tendencies once he was fat and stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I don't know. I like he's just so gross. I think like, the hound is stinky. He let his beard grow. He got all fat. Like he's just shoving mutton and donuts and whatever in his mouth. 
It's yeah, a bunch of that beer and powdered like, donuts. <laughs> Bad lip reading quote. I, yeah. I got to go with the hound. I think the hound is more battle. Like he's got mud all over him all the time. And he's got the same pair of clothes, same armor. Can't be. I feel like you look, you look, it's psychological also though. You look at the hound and you're like, all right, this guy's going to be smelly. So it's not as off putting, but you're like, oh, the king. And then he's just like, and you're just like, oh (laughs) my God, this dude reeks. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely both reek, but I think the hound's got to be smellier. That's my final answer. My final answer is still Robert. Okay. The first one we disagree. Now you decide on Instagram. Yes. (laughs) At popcorn heist Saturday on Saturday. Um, yeah, if we didn't mention that, like, even though Nick and I are discussing what we think on Saturday, we're still going to put these up and it'll be a multiverses series. You guys can uh, cast your votes. And we have come to the last fan submission um, before we get to our our ones that we made up, Mr. Jacob. And this is who would win in a fight. Another who would win in a fight. Um, Ned versus Jamie with no interference, just one on one. This was submitted by Danny Jarotos. I hope I'm saying that right. I apologize if I butchered your your last name, Mr. Danny. Um, Ned versus Jamie. Jamie's got a hand. They're going one-on-one. We got no guard interference. Who would win? We get a little taste in season one, but we don't get a final winner because we know someone interferes. I feel like we're going to disagree on this one again, too. You, you. I feel like you have a little more context because you read the books. I, I don't know if it's... I know the battle plays out differently in the books, but I don't know if, like... Like I know there really is no. I don't really think there is much of a battle in the books. I think they added it, that for the show. Oh, I just like watched a a thing with George R. R. Martin. I I because we we knew that this was going to be a matchup for the episode, so I prepared myself by rewatching the battle for the show. But George R. R. Martin was like, "Oh, in the books, it was like in the rain and on horseback and stuff." Oh, maybe they have a yeah. Maybe I kind of forget. I read the books so many years ago. But but like I think like now. the the outcome is probably the same. I would assume, but I don't. Who knows? But I. I think that you're going to think differently than I am. I, I say, no. I don't know. This one's really hard for me because I think that like Jamie is known as like the best fighter in Westeros because he participates in all these melee tourneys uh, where Ned is like kind of more low key, but like he survived so many battles. So he has to be great. I mean, even though he had some help, some frowned upon help in like the like i don't know the classical rules of combat yeah but that guy he was going to get yeah 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 that's true i'm referring to his fight with uh he went toe-to-toe with arthur dane yeah 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 that's what but i'm saying yeah Mm. but i'm saying arthur dane's like one known as one of the best in westeros too like losing to him he's like one of the best yeah did it was barristan and uh jamie who said like he's one of the best or was it like yeah. uh, just ned who said he was the best he used to tell brand stories yeah i, I think yeah I, I don't know that was a weird scene like who cares if his friend helped but that's like yeah it's technically frowned upon and yeah stupid like, come on yeah. there's two people there <laughs> why wouldn't he help <laughs> um anyway who do you think would win jamie or ned oh i already said i, th- I think ned oh you think, think ned would win i think like it's not a clear winner like even in though like it kind of ends abruptly and someone stabs ned through the leg and you kind of really don't know who's gonna win before that the battle is pretty much like a stalemate like they're both like no one is getting a clear up up and up on the other person i think that ned goes really toe-to-toe with jamie who's supposed to be the best and with all this like mystery surrounding ned and he says oh i never fight uh 
in tournaments because I don't want people to know what I'm made of. And then he went toe to toe with Arthur Dane and he fought in Robert's rebellion. You know, I got to believe that Ned's there's more than Ned than meets the eye. Um, I think that Jamie's more pompous and all like, Oh, I'm the King Slayer, like, Oh, up and up about it. But I think Ned has more than meets the eye. To him. I actually, am going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Jamie. I think I was actually kind of pissed when Jamie's hand got cut off because I really wanted to see him start fighting. Um, I also get why it feeds into his character arc, but um, I think Jamie is one of the best fighters in Westeros. Um, I think it's like him and Barristan and like maybe young Robert. Um, and then Ned's like maybe a tier below that, that like he's like tier two for me. Um, I, I think I got to go with Jamie. Like the only person who really beats Jamie when he's got, like even historically, the only person who's ever beat Jamie is like Brienne when he was like on the bridge in handcuffs, like also in jail for for a few months on end. Um, and Brienne, I think, is like really supposed to be the best fighter in the show. Uh, like it or not, I think she's kind of supposed to. It's kind of implied that she's the best fighter. Not Arya. Um, well, Arya is different. She's like magical. I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm talking like not like just melee fighter. I feel like it might be Brienne or John maybe. But anyway, I think um I think Jamie's one of the best fighters when when we come into the show. I think he probably would have would have been Ned. I think he's like I think he's over his head though. I think he's very big headed. Like I th- he has a quote in the show. I don't remember where in the show this is, but I saw it as we were as we were doing research and I was doing my my catch ups before. The episode he has a quote where he says uh, something along the lines of only three men there's only three men in the kingdom that might have a chance of beating me i forget where he, where and when he says that but like he he goes out and throws out he's like, definitely pompous but he's he's but good. He, he throws out wild statements like that yet like he doesn't he's never seen someone like aria fight he's never met cal drogo he's never met like like he's never met all these people that could go toe-to-toe with him braun well, could when he said that i him. think he would have literally murked aria i think he would have smashed her head against the wall it's like <laughs> season one when he said that right i don't know that's what i'm saying i don't remember when he said maybe that, season that, three but but anyway. he, had, he had never met brienne before you know i don't know i, I think he like dismisses ned because he's like oh he's an old guy like he, i've never seen him fight in a tournament he's an old before. guy yeah but that doesn't mean anything he has got more experience i, I think jamie I think he's cocky, but I think Jamie. Being cocky doesn't mean you're bad. No, it doesn't mean you're bad, but it means that someone can get the... the you know who's Loki was supposed to be one of the best at the beginning? Loras Tyrell, but that's that's a whole different story. No. Um, we had a whole melee bracket on our Instagram. You could go see. Actually, I think Ned beat Jamie in that bracket. He did. Um, so I guess Jake Jake wins this round because Instagram already agreed with him, but we will do it again. <laughs> we'll do a rematch. A lot of fans <laughs> are really... A lot of followers are really upset about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got messages think, like, this is bullshit like recount <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> well well now we're gonna do a recount yes um all right so we disagree on this one yes we do disagree um okay all right now thank you fans for, for submitting thank you yes. so much now it's time for jake and i to go and give our verses do you want to go first you want me to go first you go first okay who do you hate more, Joffrey or Ramsay? Oh God. Um, I gotta say Ramsay probably. I think I think that it's it's very very close. But the fact that Joffrey's a kid 
like and Ramsey's like a full-fledged adult and he's like just doing this all not even like at a certain point it's not even to impress his father anymore like he kills Bruce Bolton and he's just doing this just because he's having a load of fun with it and Joffrey's just like a kid which is like yeah he was just born like a horrible horrible kid so I think that's where Ramsey gets the inch up on him I think Joffrey's more annoying but I hate Ram- I think Ramsey's probably like I'd rather deal with Joffrey than Ramsey like Ramsey will literally torture you where Joffrey will just be like he'll torture you but not like to the extent that Ramsey will. Um, and I if think he really... Jo- I, I like jo- I actually like Joffrey more as, like, a. I think he's more enjoyable to watch. But Ramsey's, like, a worse person. So I hate yeah. him more. And if you, like, really stand up to Joffrey, like, Tyrion, like, wasn't afraid to stand up and, like, slap him around a little bit. Yeah. Like, he, he cowers like a little, like, puppy. But Ramsey would, like, love that. <laughs> if he ran yeah. up and slapped Ramsey, he'd be like, oh, do it again. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Joffrey's debatably a better villain, in my opinion, because he's more enjoyable and like fun to watch. And you kind of miss him once he's gone. Because that's a di- that's a different question, but t- yeah, Toman is annoying. Also, hate Toman. Oh, I love him. Um, <laughs> I hate Toman more than either Joffrey or Ramsay. <laughs> uh, but I think I hate Ramsay more than Joffrey. Agreed. Joffrey's more iconic, though. He definitely yeah, that I, I would agree with you. He's he's more iconic. Yeah. yeah, but hey, Ramsey, agreed. Your turn. Um. Okay. Mine. My first one is which season do you think is better, season three or season four? Easy season three, baby. Um. I've. I'm like, when I upon first watch, everyone thinks season four is like the best season. Um. But really, when you think about it, the only storyline that's good in season four is King's Landing, aside from the Battle of the Wall which is a great episode also. Um, season four has got a lot of good stuff, but most of it's in King's Landing. I think a lot of the other story is filler, like Arya, nothing happens in season four. John, nothing happens until the Battle of the Wall. Daenerys, she kind of just sits there. Um, who else is there? Sansa is like in the... Actually, no, Sansa starts in King's Landing, but once she leaves, it gets kind of boring, except when Liza gets pushed out. Um, but season three has got some of the best storylines. It's like Rob Stark and Catelyn's is really good. Jamie and Brienne's is really good. John is like climbing the wall with Egret. Uh, Daenerys is awesome when she's getting the Unsullied. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya's is cool with the Brotherhood Without Banners. Um, and I, I think Harren Hall is not season three. I think that's only season two. But Arya's has, has like a great storyline. Like I think season three is like the thick of everyone's storyline. And you still got cool stuff in King's Landing. Like I love the... I think there's a little bit more scheming in King's Landing. It's like not as action based. It's like more like who's going to marry Sansa, which is really cool. Like Varys and Littlefinger have a ton of great conversations. So King's Landing is still great. Um, so I, I think season three, I think season four is like heavily reliant on King's Landing and Oberyn and Tyrion's speech. Uh, but it's everything so else good, kind though. of falls by the way. It's so good. But I it's think season so three is really like every storyline, like every scene in season three is spectacular. Where in season four, there's like definitely some filler there. Agreed. I, I would say season three is better. It also ends in the Red Wedding, which is like iconic. You know, mm-hmm. it, you, it can't get spoilers better for Game of Thrones. But yeah. we I said mean, it earlier, but again, point, like <laughs> if you haven't watched it, it's honestly on you. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> uh, so follow, quick follow up to this versus. I wanted to see what you'd say before I did this one, because this was the real one I was interested in. Um, now, since season four lost that battle, which season is better, season one or season four? That's a tough one because they're so different. Um, 
I think I'll have to go with season four. I think season one kind of has like the same as season three where every scene like really means something where season four doesn't have that. But season four just has like some amazing stuff. Like season four is qual- really quality TV. So I think season four, I think actually that one might be closer for me. It's really, I think that's really close. Like upon first watching, I didn't really truly get into Game of Thrones until season three. But like I'm actually in the middle of a rewatch I right think now. I have to write the seasons now because now I'm like, which one's better, one or two? We really do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll be an art. We'll, we'll do an article, maybe a separate episode on yeah. that or something. But season one is so good. One of your it's friends so pointed good. it out, like made a really good point. We were talking about it, and he said season one's really good because it's like a mystery that's like unfolding before yeah. you. Like you're it, seeing it, even though Game of Thrones, the special thing about it is you're seeing it through. Uh, so many different storylines so everything everybody's eyes you're really seeing majority of season one through ned's eyes as he's like uncovering this uh scandal uh, mm-hmm. when king's landing and it's affecting everything else that's going on which is really cool so i don't i was almost gonna say season one but like season four is is really amazing it, i it's think hard. i oh, go ahead sorry no it, it's just it's hard to beat like that's where Tyrion really like becomes your favorite character. His speech, his trial, like Oberyn, like oh my god, the the trial by combat between Oberyn and the Mountain. You're right. The majority of it is in King's Landing, and doesn't Joffrey die in the in the mm-hmm. best episode yeah. too? Yeah, my wedding. purple wedding. Oh my god, mm-hmm. one of the best episodes. Yeah. Um, also, the Battle of the Wall is like Loki, one of my favorite battles. Uh, even though I hate everything else from Jon Snow in that season, Battle of the Wall is like spectacular. Um, I think season one, uh, one of the beauties of season one is it really stands on its own without like, it, it is an amazing season without any real battles. Like there's really no battle in season one. There's like not that much action in season one. It's like a lot of talking, um, which I think is like, it takes, a, it sometimes takes a while to like get up there. But then like when Catelyn kidnaps Tyrion, you're like, Oh what? And then when Robert dies, you're like, Oh what? And then when Ned is like in prison, you're like, Oh what? And then you, when that does, you're like, what? And then season the la- I love that like the second last episode he dies, and then the last episode like you get hope for the next season. Like Rob Stark becomes king. Um, like, now, now you're convincing me for <laughs> season one. Like the, it's the, so every good. season one may be a perfect season of television. Like I think it really season, is. Season four might have better high points, but you're right. It's not as even where like Daenerys' storyline isn't as interesting in season four. Like I, I think, think a lot of the storylines are not as interesting, but season season four has so many good episodes. I mean, that's, that's just tough. the purple wedding is like amazing. That is tough. I don't know if I can even really give an answer. I was just wanting. I to think see season. What I think I'd have to say if I had to rank them, I'd put season four higher. I mean, season two is great too. All the first four seasons are spectacular. So yeah. Um, but I think I might have to go season four over one. But anyway. Yeah. Your turn. <sighs> okay. Speaking of the red wedding and of Ned Stark's death, spoiler alert. Again, already. It might be too late for that. <laughs> you don't but. have to give somebody spoiler <laughs> alert. Which death is sadder, Ned Stark or Rob Stark? Ned Stark. Yeah, I think upon your like first watch, I think um, I don't know though. I feel like <sighs> I feel like Rob Stark. You really like lose all hope in the whole world because you're like, wow, that was like the one I was hoping would become king and like rule everything. Yeah. Um. I think they like made him a bigger character in the show because they wanted you to feel like that. So I think like the red wedding was more of like, oh my god, what now? 
where Ned's death is like, okay, a character is dead, but then like the next episode, Rob becomes king. So you're like, okay, I know where we're going with this. Um, but ultimately, I think the more like the more I look back on it, like Rob Stark had it coming. And Ned yeah, Ned was just being a nice guy and trying to save as many people, <laughs> including Cersei and Joffrey and t- stupid Toman and Marcella. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like the red. Wa- that's this is not taking away from the red wedding at all because it's still like to this day I could rewatch it and be like, oh my god, this is like devastating. But he kind of had it coming. He shouldn't have killed the the car. Let's start. change the question: the red wedding entirely. So Rob, Catelyn, all of them versus Ned. I gotta go to red wedding then. Yeah, and the baby, like, baby Ned, the baby, the, the baby. I would like the to baby. see the baby. <laughs> um no your your first question definitely ned like that's the that's what you know that's when the finally the episode where you're like okay this is game of thrones you know the character you thought was going to be the main character throughout the entirety of the series just gets his head chopped off but the red wedding is like you'll curl up in a ball on the floor and just be yeah. like, I don't, I don't know if I could watch this show anymore. You know? I think you lose all hope with the red wedding. You're like, wow, where do we go now? There's really no yeah. one that I'm rooting for. Yeah. So that's a question we'll put on Instagram. We're going to do, which is sadder, Ned versus the red wedding. How about that? Okay. Like that. Um, all right. Your turn. Which, which I would say, which element of the show do you think was wasted the most? The, like the which which element uh, had the most wasted potential, Littlefinger, or the Faceless Men? Littlefinger, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, Littlefinger. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think the tough part about this question is like the Faceless Men really don't do all that much at all. Where Littlefinger does get there, you know, there's like some satisfaction in, in Littlefinger's story. But I really think it's – I think Littlefinger was such a waste. I think he started the whole show. He killed John Aaron. He schemed that whole thing, literally started the whole thing, um, killed Joffrey for seemingly no reason, um, and, like, didn't get anything out of it. I think his final scene is very satisfying. Like, I like that scene, but I think the fact that he went out without doing anything and, like, just went out trying to get Arya and Sansa to go after each other is, like, dumb. Like, Okay. Do you not know the Starks at all? Have you met Ned Stark? Um, I, th- I think he's that's such a waste. Um, I think the Faceless Men were definitely wasted, but I mean, I think they're only really wasted in the last season. I think up until then, like her killing all the phrase and stuff was really cool. Um, I think they got some good scenes out of it. I think they just needed like one or two more plot points to like be like, oh, look, it's used again. Uh, but I don't think it's as like wasted. Like it's not as wasted as like little finger who started the whole show i i agree with you little finger is like my favorite character even despite how they wasted him like there's just no beating him he's the best schemer in the show i mean you either you can he, you can compare him to people like varus and olena but varus little finger just like makes you like your spine chill like when you're learning about his schemes and then he's like he's explaining it to Sansa and teaching her. And this is one scene where he meets up with Cersei and like he acquires, uh, uh, doesn't he get like Casterly rock at one point? He becomes Lord of a, uh, no, Harrenhal, Harrenhal. Mm-hmm. He, he gets Harrenhal and then he's the, he's got the veil. Oh my. Like, and then it all means nothing. Ugh. yeah. But also I was really pissed in the last season. Like 
okay, Arya's got these faceless men powers and she's not going to use them at all. Like the faceless men are not going to do anything. Jock and Hagar might not come and help her or anything. I don't know. You know, a lot of, yeah. I know a lot of people were upset about that and were like, what, what, what was the point of her becoming a faceless man then other than to just become a good fighter, I guess. But you, but, up until the last season, you do get some good scenes with it. I mean, her killing all the phrase was awesome. Oh, it's that's great. like one of my favorite scenes of the whole show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Littlefinger, you're like slowly seeing him grow his power and then he really just doesn't do anything. He was very sidelined. He had a, he had the potential to like, contend with cersei for being like a villain a main villain in the end i think he was smarter than cersei for the whole show until they like just decided cersei was going to be the oh, main he, villain oh he's smarter but like I, i'm saying like if if they would have kept him alive and actually invested time in his storyline and we can get into season eight and whatever but like if it could have been like the starks and all the good guys against cersei and then have Littlefinger doing his thing and the white walkers all that together if that lasted for like up until 10 seasons that would have been beautiful. Oh. I would love that. Oh, I've tried to stay away from season eight in my questions because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I know we're going to talk about it another time. Yeah. I'm trying to show how big of a Game of Thrones stan I am, not how much I hate it. <laughs> Which I am both. That arguably shows how much you how much of a stan you are, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in, in many, in many fandoms. <laughs> um, okay, here... Okay, another one of my questions. Not Obviously not which character you like more because that is an obvious answer. But whose powers would you rather have, Bran or Arya? Oh, uh, tough one. Yeah, are we including like her her fighting skill, like being able to like how she could fight enhanced because she was blind for a while? I'll allow it. That's part of being a faceless man. If you're including Arya's fighting, then you include Bran's lack of a personality as part of his. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I think you. Do, I think you actually have to include Bran's lack of a personality because he has to give up his personality to become the Three-Eyed Raven. Yeah. Mm, but he has the best story, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Mm, I don't know. If if you're including lack of a personality, then I think you have to go with Arya. But if you're just including like the powers, like the supernatural powers, like working into animals is awesome. And like seeing all the memories is like also awesome. And like being yeah. able to like kind of change them is like awesome. I feel like I'd, I'd kind of go Bran, except for the fact that you have to like, if you're including lack of a personality, then I'll go Arya. If not, Bran. Is just it really powers. like, is it really like powers though, the faceless man stuff, or do I, they literally just like skinning a, a person's face and putting it on their see they face. don't really explain that but i think it's i it's definitely something myth, mythical i mean she that's, uses their voice that's what i thought too it's like definitely it something to mythical be, it has it's to be something, something yeah we're well we're gonna assume it's mythical i'm gonna say right. i'm gonna actually say brian because i feel like warding into animals and seeing all the past is, is, is kind of a better power than stealing faces and honestly i don't really feel like killing everyone i feel like that would make you go insane though like being able to see everything things you're not meant to see like everyone has thoughts like, oh, I wonder what the, like those people were. If, if people have talked behind my back before, I feel like it would make you go insane. Like, yeah, knowing everything. but what about walking into the whole door and ruining his <laughs> life? Little whole door <laughs> and ruining his life. <laughs> ruining oh. his entire life. <laughs> Can't wait to corrupt the space time continuum with my warging powers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Bran has better powers, I think. I, I don't I don't really, really want to be an assassin. I have no desire to start killing people. So I'm gonna go with Bran. Even though fair I hate Bran. I, I wanna fair. set the record straight, I hate Bran. 
<laughs> in, in the world of Game of Thrones, if we're including the fighting and the Locke's personality, I agree, Arya. But in the real world, yeah, you make a good point. I don't really want to be killing people. <laughs> we'll, we'll clear the air here. We don't want to be killing people. Uh, we don't. We don't. We don't. Condone, we don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, working into animals would be really cool. Um, all right, I got one more for you. Okay. Who do you think would win in a drinking contest? Like going drink for drink. Oh, Tyrion or Robert one. Baratheon? This is a great one. Oh, this is a great one. Um, oh, this is a really good one. I I think you gotta go with Robert. He's much larger. And like you also see Tyrion puke in the show and like get really drunk and like not like Tyrion could drink a lot but also at times he can't hang where robert really like he definitely gets trash but he usually knows what he's he's saying like he never loses it too much i i, I feel like he's perpetually drunk drunk whereas Tyrion like drinks a lot but he's not perpetually drunk he's like buzzed all the time and then like, yeah he gets and then really when he drunk. really drinks he loses it yeah. He's like he made a scene at his wedding. Yeah, he uh pretty much only drank wine on the way to Pentos and then just like puked. And then the puked all over the place. Can't hang. Confirmed Tyrion can't hang. No, Tyrion can hang. Um that's a great question though. I really like that one. Yeah, I'm proud of that one. <laughs> that's a really good one. Um but I'll have to go with Robert. I agree. Yeah. Um all right. Oh, I feel like we have to ask this one because this is like such a common Game of Thrones question. Okay. Uh, would you rather have a dragon or a dire wolf? Mm. I've thought this one out thoroughly. Are we living in like Game of Thrones world? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the question. I think that's really the the thrust of the question because like if you're living in 2021 in on Earth, um. If you have a dragon, like the governments of the world are going to come after you. Yeah, like, they, you're going to have tanks coming after you. I mean, you might win. You could win. You might. The the Illuminati. But then you might. really want to rule Earth. Like I feel like you don't want want to rule the whole Earth. Like you just kind of want to live your no, life. Like too, too, it's too much. Too it's much better to have a dire wolf in, in 2021 on Earth. <laughs> but in Game Even, of Thrones, I don't know though. I feel like dragons have big liability and tough it would be really fun if you can control them like if it, you're daenerys and they trust you you know but like you can't like cuddle up with a little dragon i have like i don't know I when, the, when, the, when, the, doesn't. when the direwolves are babies they're so cute and then like they're, they're <laughs> there for you you know they're like ghost is there for john he's got his back no matter what but then he's like a little puppy dog every once in a while I, the direwolves are the direwolves are cool their connection with the starks is awesome um mm -hmm. i wish the connection of the dragons was explored a little bit more yeah it seems like you just have to be a targaryen to yeah and then they're like and then they're killing kids too they're definitely a little bit of liability they're, they're but i don't know if i lived in game of thrones i would want a dragon you're like the most powerful person automatically i i guess like yeah that would give you a lot of power but i also want a little connection with my little animal i would like yeah i would like i would like a direwolf you're you're going direwolf i'll go i'm gonna say dragon especially if i live in game of thrones if i live in 2021 on earth probably not though it could maybe be. a little maybe a little baby dragon like the ones that the oh like Hagrid's? yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
what was his name? Norbert. Uh, Norfer, <laughs> the movie with Eddie Murphy playing uh, a male and a female at the same time. <laughs> well, that was really fun. I actually didn't know what question you were going to ask because at the top of the before we started this episode, Nick was like, "Oh, I got to ask a common Game of Thrones one at the end of this." Oh, that's such a common one. I've heard that one so many times. Yeah, I didn't know you were going to ask that one, but that was really fun. Always yeah, enjoy. Keep an it. eye out for all of these verses. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. It's not just about us, as mm-hmm. much as we love to discuss and talk about who would win the fight and where we'd rather live and who's stinkier. Um, (laughs) We want to hear from you guys. So we will be putting these polls on Instagram on uh, the Saturday following this episode. Yes. And if you missed this game of Thrones versus, you know, we might always do another follow-up game of Thrones versus. So keep an eye out for our stories. Um, You can vote in these matchups on Saturday, but uh, yeah, keep an eye out for our stories. We're always looking for submissions from you guys. Even if, uh, it's not something that we post. Uh, sometimes we just like your submissions for feedback and to get a gauge on what you guys are interested in. Yeah, so, DM us. Yeah. Slide into those DMs. But <laughs> <laughs> not in that way. But yeah, thank you, fans, for your submissions. Um, and join the heist. Join the heist. Join the heist.